Hey everybody, Adela Marcy here from Adela Marcy Unplugged, and today I have the very good pleasure and absolute honor to have one of my close friends, brothers from another mother, and a guy that has literally supported me in so many ways since I first started online marketing, um, and he owns one of the largest and best, most helpful groups online for internet marketers, the Internet Marketing Super Friends. Um, just gonna give you guys a quick story before I mention who it is. This person and I spoke and the way that we actually got introduced was I had two Facebook accounts. One was for my personal, one was for my business and I added him on my business account. And uh, I remember sending him an email saying, I wonder, because I didn't know who he was. I was like, do you mind um, reading through this PDF? Do you mind if I send it to you? It's a, a, a copywriting guide I wrote about email marketing. And I was like 19 at the time. Um, this person took the time, read it, gave me some review on it, told me like what I need to do with it, and I went ahead and did it. And um, well, I say I did it, I actually changed the thing, but then for some reason I didn't go and follow through because I think I got hired for a different job and life got in the way. But I, that is never, I've never forgotten that. And without me rambling on any further, we've got a very special guest, Mr. Mike Hill. Welcome oh, thanks, to the show. Man. Thank you. That's that's very sweet. Sure <laughs> Appreciate too. that. But yeah, he's also a fellow cat lover. So uh, Cindy, Batty, if you're listening to this, um, he's my bodyguard for you from stealing my cat. So just, just so <laughs> I don't know, your, your cat can be your bodyguard. <laughs> oh, no, like Cindy Batty's got like a whole uh, evil scheme of stealing my cat when she comes down in two weeks. Oh, nice. She's like, I'm just gonna steal your cat. And I'm like, no, you're not. Please don't. <laughs> so it's gonna be quite good. But um, wow, before I jump in straight into everything, I just want to do a quick sponsor call because I have to do these. Um, so for hosting and for, well, business shared hosting, which is pretty good, it's one step below VPS, one step above uh, shared hosting, go to purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil. Uh, they actually sponsor one of the sites that I actually run the podcast on and a few of my other business stuff. Um, and for our special guest today, we actually have mediabyassociation.com. That's yours, right, Mike? Yeah. Mediabyassociation.com. Check it out. Mike has got some amazing content as always. And... Anything he puts out is worth going through at least four times over because it's just incredible. Like, seriously, trust me, all the free stuff he does, I, like, have to listen to it several times because by the first time, I've just heard it. The second, third, fourth, and fifth time, I've written, like, a whole book of notes. So go check his stuff out. It's always good. But, Mike, thank, again, thank you so much for taking time to do this, and I'm sorry that um, I got delayed. Oh, dude, no worries. I uh, I just was like, hey, let's go. Let's rock it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's the way I like my I like to do my business and stuff. So, um, right straight off the bat, I've just got to ask. Um, realistic. I've got to ask this one question because this person's messaged me four times today. Uh, oh, I think the question was if you could go back to the beginning of your business for fifteen minutes and give yourself the advice to avoid any heartache, any pain, any well not pain but heartache or any pitfalls that you wish that you uh you could have avoided. What would it be? I'm only asking because of this is viewer is you've just messaged me a bunch of times asking. So I was like, okay, I'll ask Mike, Mike straight off the bat. Uh, you know, that's a that's a really good question. Um, what advice would I give past me as I got started in the marketing world? I'm assuming uh, the online marketing world. Um, the best advice I'd give myself is the same advice I give myself still every single day, and the same advice that most people should be adhering to, which is focus. Uh, get one thing done. And when you choose the one thing you're going to do, don't choose it for the money. Choose it because it's the one thing you love more than anything else because you're going to get kicked down. You're going to get just literally raked over the coals. And if you're not doing what you absolutely love, 
it'll be real easy for you to say, oh, I'll move on to something else or I'm going to get busy with something else and take on, like I did for a lot of years, take on a lot of client work or help other people, which don't get me wrong, I love helping other people. But if I was able to go back in time, um, I would focus 100% on the thing that I've known I needed to do for over a decade and never did. I did help a lot of folks and I helped change a lot of lives, but uh, I'm at that point in my business and my life now. Um, but that being said, certain things you have to go through. Some of those pains you have to experience. So the path to success is definitely not a straight line. And in order for you to become the person that you are and be capable of doing the things that you need to do to get your job done, sometimes you have to get beaten down. Sometimes you have to quit a project. So um, I would say don't hold yourself uh, too, well, don't beat yourself up too much would be a better way to say it. Don't beat yourself up too much if you've uh, not had focus, but do take the opportunity as soon as you can to learn real focus and to uh, learn, um, uh, what is it, Mario calls it something, Mario Brown has this thing, take imperfect action. You know, Take your imperfect action on your focal point that you want in the thing that you're interested in and just keep taking imperfect action all the time. Yeah, I, wow, that's really that's really good advice because that's um, it's interesting because like when you were saying that you love helping people, it's true you do because do. honestly, one of the few people I can honestly say that I do know that kind of just loves helping people regardless. It's just something you do on default mode. But the um, and if you're one of the people like Mike and myself that loves helping others, help yourself first is probably the advice I would give there. Learn to help yeah. you first and then help others because. You know, what's the old saying? Um, the best way to help people that are in poverty is not to become one of them. Yeah, very well said. Yeah. Very well said. Now, I, I always tell everybody, too, you know, if you're if you're busy helping everyone, then you can't help anyone. So you have to you have to know where to draw that line. And I do feel a lot of people who are in marketing or drawn to marketing are drawn there because they have a mission and a purpose and a cause. They're not just drawn there for the money. I think the, the real powerful folks who are supposed to do something with that calling uh, will sometimes forget about it in the rush of, oh, look at the money, look at the lifestyle, look at all this crap, when in actuality you're drawn here for a reason. Stay on task and focus. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many times um, that's happened to me. It's kind of inc it's incredible. Like when you hear it over and over again, you're like, yeah, it got to a point um, in my own life where someone said it to me enough times. I was like, yeah, you know, I get what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. But then it came, then it came with, um, it wasn't the message. It was the messenger that I was tired of. Yeah. And, and that's it. When someone else said it to me, I was like, oh, I totally understand. And that's when I started to pick up the pieces and started to understand everything that was going on. Don't get me wrong. I'm on a constant like flow of trying to understand that and get better at understanding and focusing. It just takes time. <laughs> and that's like the scary thing that, um, really, I don't think anyone really tells you is how long it takes. Yeah. So it's, it does. Uh, you're in Montana now, aren't you? I am. Where did you move from? Because I remember that when we started speaking, you were only, it was about three months before you moved to Montana. I think you were in New York, weren't you? No, actually, I was uh, in Chico, California, which uh, is in Northern California in the mountains out there. Um, and then I moved out here to Montana about five years ago when my family, and basically what happened was I said, hey, what do you want to do with your life? And, uh, 
And I thought, well, I want to work on this project that I've had in the back of my head for many, many years, and I don't want to work on anybody's stuff anymore. So we uh, basically fired the majority of the clients and uh, closed the office down and moved out to Montana and changed the entire structure of the business. So, okay, were we allowed to know what this project was, or is it still kept under wraps? It is, it is uh, still under wraps. It is actually just about finished. It is a pain, uh, painful, long process for me to make it the way that I wanted it to. Of course, because, again, I have not been uh, taking uh, Mario's advice of taking imperfect action. I have just been trying to make it exactly as I feel it has to be to, to change the world. Um, I, I don't really set really small goals. It's not like I want to just release a book. I actually have a, a mission to literally change the way the world thinks. So it, it's been uh, it's been a long time in the creation process. <laughs> Usually is. And also, I think you're taking Steve Jobs' advice. You want to put a dent in the world. I do. I want to oh, crack Beaver. it. Sorry, that's the one. Yeah. Just crack I, I, want to, I, want, I want to crack the world. I want to take one of the, before my little girl was born, there was this uh, picture made by uh, I think the guy calls himself Exploding Dog. He's an artist. And uh, one of the pictures was this uh, this person whose head had cracked open and out of it came another person with a, with a balloon. And the, you know, the representation of me just showed the, you know, the death of self and the recreation of new being. I, and I think that that's what the world needs also. We need to, the world almost kind of needs to, to crack open and let the new the new world out and I'm, I'm, I'm excited that my new project is going to help that. Definitely. It's kind of funny cause you've mentioned it's, um, I'm a huge game of Thrones fan lately. I only mm. got into it this year cause I actually avoid watching it for a really long time. I got into it. Um, and it was like one, I think it's like season five, episode five, one of the newer seasons that came out this year. Mm -hmm. This quote in different words has been said to me over and over again. And you just said it to me again. And that is, um, the quote I heard on Game of Thrones was, kill the boy so the man can live. Huh, nice. As in, like, you know, stop being such a child and let the grown-up of you come out. Um, and just this thing that you just said right now, you know, you need to crack open the old word, old world to let the new one out. Yep. And it's just insane because, like, over the last couple of weeks, um, someone that I really want to get on the show, and I will once his I – I don't want to say when his schedule quietens down because it never will because I know who what he's like, but Ken Foodie – Oh yeah, Ken. Yeah, I love Ken. I really want to get him on here because I think um, a conversation we had a conversation for what was supposed to be ten minutes turned into about two hours. Um, as nice. is, as is the case, we just spoke for a really long time. But Ken is one of those guys. He literally changed the way I thought about like being a copywriter. Because don't call yourself a copywriter anymore. You create offers, so call yourself an offer creationer, a creation person. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's what I do. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. But again, one of the reasons I am where I am today is because of guys like you, and particularly you. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, like it's it's strange to me because it's surreal because I sound like a fanboy. And if <laughs> anyone else on this call thinks I am, I am. I am a genuine fanboy. I am a Mike Hill fanboy like, through and through. Uh, and the fact is, I send him cat messages all the time, like pictures of my cat because he loves him. Dude, um, I love Bengal cats. They're awesome. I know, and it's just the best thing in the world because I just, um, I love getting, uh, sending you messages of that thinking, how's he going to respond to this? And I always get a response by going, I want your cat, or, oh my God, that's adorable. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's brilliant. 
It's the one yeah. bonding over experience because ah oh, no dude we have so many things in common and that's the, you know here's the funny thing about this man everybody in this probably everyone listening to your podcast and all of us out there we have so many common threads we think that there's no common threads between all of us but uh, because you know so and so may have uh, be farther in the business cycle or so and so may have such and such education or this person may uh, live in a different uh, culture. But it's true and true, we are all so similar that it's not even funny. I mean, just about everybody that I've come across in you know, 16 years, I think, now of doing this marketing thing, online at least, um, they're, they're all, we're all the same, man. I mean, we all have the same fears. We all have the same concerns. Uh, everybody is the same, you know, um, and I think that that, that is one of the reasons why people like my brand so much because I'm not afraid to be the one to say, man, I get scared. I freak out. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? This is not working. <laughs> I got a message from somebody yesterday who said, they said, hey, Mike, have you ever had one of those campaigns where it kicks your ass and then uh, you look back and question your ability as a, as a media buyer? And I said, yeah, man, every week, every freaking week, some shit comes up and I'm looking at it going, Ah, oh, damn! What's what's going on? Did, did I lose my touch? And but then uh, you know I just push through it, you know. But uh, the reason I'm saying this to you, buddy, is we all are the same. We don't have just a, a common cat thing, you know. We are all are all just trying to figure this shit out as we go along, you know. And some of us fake it better than others, and then a lot of us have some of it figured out. But in reality nobody's better than you nobody's lesser than you we're all just at different stages in this growth process you know definitely i i agree with you entirely with that and again um what i was gonna say it's so true that you, you should mention that because uh years ago you know the whole old saying when you're growing up it's like i look up to someone mm -hmm. i think i was about 17 when i stopped using that and started saying i look across to someone and just admire them nice because um you're never above or below anyone and you just mentioned that. I mean, like when I said what I did, I was like, we do have a lot more common threads than um, mm -hmm. a lot of people notice. Like, for instance, if we hung out in a room, most likely we'd end up talking about cats, business. That would be what most people would think. But realistically, I reckon we'd end up speaking about cats, a little bit of business, movies, good books, and food. Yeah, and your lifestyle. I, I love learning from how people grew up, what's important to them, what their values are, what their future plans are. Uh, I, I love all that stuff. And yeah, I totally geek out on movies, music, and food. But uh, I always tell my, my wife I'm a 400-pound man in a 150-pound man's body because, damn, I love food. Tell me about it. I know how you feel on that one. Um, ah, if we, When you come down to London, I'm going to take you out to so many good places to eat. Nice. Um, what, you're a vegetarian now, aren't you? Or no, 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 definitely not. I'm a, I'm a uh, meativore slash herbivore slash meativore is not a true word, of course. I'm just playing. Omnivore, but, basically. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much an omnivore. I, I do try and uh, limit or eliminate my sugar intake. I still have it. Uh, just I, I try and decrease that as much as possible because sugar's pretty much the devil. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people who are going to tell you that you know you have you need sugar. Well, we don't need the volume of sugar in our lives right now. So I, yeah. I try oh. and cut it out. Oh my god, yeah, tell me about it. I've got like um I've got a sweet tooth. Uh-huh, me too. Oh man, I I, just, I love my candy. I really do. I was talking to um the second best Brazilian, well, every, ranked he's the second best but in my opinion. He's the best pound for pound uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter in the world. Mm -hmm. And um 
it's funny because he has he has a sweet tooth as well. Like he's in great body, like amazing physical shape. But in between rounds at jiu-jitsu competition, competitions, you'll just see him with like a little bag of sweets, just eating sweets in between rounds. It's like the best thing in the world. It's like, really? oh yeah. I, well, I bet if he's uh, if he's having that quick release, he's going to need that energy out there. Oh yeah, and like so. it's it, it's insane how good he is and stuff. But we were talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah, you just need everything in moderation." And I and I agree yeah. with that. And um, just a side note for my friends that might be listening to this that are trying to quit smoking, um, try. Uh, there's there's so <laughs> many different ways. There's like you know, drink lots of water, go to saunas. I'll tell you what it is. Look up how to get over glycemia, hyperglycemia. Because most cigarettes actually are 20, 18 to 20% sugar. So you're actually smoking pure sugar. Really? Yeah. Study recently that. showed that. And it's um, it's actually incredible. I think our favorite little friend just went to the bathroom as well. <laughs> it's like, I, I was waiting for you, humans. Um, bless him. But he's he's adorable right now because he's, uh, he's still got another year to grow, by the way. So when oh, you wow. meet him, he'll be full size. Oh, perfect. But yeah, with the sugar thing, it's like, um, I'm a huge fan. I'm glad that you're actually an omnivore like I am because uh, I'm going to take you to the place that does the best hot wings this side of uh, Africa. Nice. I love hot wings. I, I, I figured as much. Football and hot wings. <laughs> yeah, I love I love hot wings. I don't really do any sports. Uh, and uh, that's for two reasons. Number one, when I was a kid, I, I sucked at sports. So uh, obviously, I'm like, oh, I hate that. That's crap. And you know, I had my visceral reaction to uh, sucking at sports. Uh, and and I was really tiny, man. I mean, when I graduated high school. I was 97 pounds. So they would have like thrown me instead of the football. Dude, how um, tall are you right now? I'm five five. Really? Just barely. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm a small guy. Everybody. I, this is number one thing I get when people meet me. Like, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> See, <laughs> you I just have, sound so big. <laughs> I've actually never made that assumption of like on height. I was just like, I'm just gonna ask Mike. I'm just gonna ask him just flat out because you don't want to assume. It's like, where's Mike yeah. Hill? Oh, there he is. So it's like you look up and you're like, okay, Mike Hill's gigantic compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> no man, and literally, uh, it's assumed that that uh, because I don't, um, I don't know what it is. I think it's just assumed because my uh, my presence is not a diminished presence that they assume that I am some larger guy. Um, because I carry confidence, they assume that I'm yep. a larger person. Um, I never really gave it much consideration uh, until a couple of uh, shorter guys came up to me and said, "Wow, I saw that you can do it. Now I know I can do it." I'm like, "Why wouldn't you be able to do it? What the hell does your height have to do with anything?" Yep. Um, but uh, they're really holding on to that and thinking that it would be some sort of limiting factor. And for me, I just I, I learned to ignore that a long time ago. Um, yeah. I just that doesn't really have a bearing. So really interesting though. Oh, yeah. I want to do a psych paper on it. <laughs> oh, I I, I I will join you on that one because there are so many things. There's a quote by um, I don't know who quoted this, but I know the person that told me it was Matt Morris from uh, he used to run Success University, but now he's part of World World Ventures, the network marketing company. Um. What did he say? He said, uh, the hardest thing in the world wasn't to make a million dollars. It was to believe that I could do it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just change a million dollars to anything. And that's basically human psyche for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just true. It's true belief. Uh, that's why I, I really, I spend a lot of my time 
training my mom and my family and everybody around me about the power of, of our minds. And that uh, yeah, the, the hard part is a guy who's coming in goes, look, I don't, I don't want to learn about mindset because that's all crap. That's what all you people say. It's all about the mindset. Tell me how I'm going to get rich. I don't tell me about this mindset crap. You know, it, I mean, it, what do you tell somebody like that? It's 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 like trying to explain to a fish, you know, that, that the water they're breathing is important. Like, I don't care about this water. Tell me how I can get on land. Dude, you, you, you're going to have to take some water with you. See, <laughs> you that, that just makes me think of it's time to teach fish about the quantum physics of the world and how everything <laughs> works. So it ain't going to fly. It ain't going to fly on this beach. Yeah, and, and it's really difficult, and that's probably one of the most. Uh, I mean, really, if you ask me, uh, one of the uh, that's the first thing I, I already knew that coming in. The first thing I would tell somebody though is get your head on straight, you know, first, and then focus. Because if your head's not on straight, focus isn't going to mean shit. But yeah. um, you really got to get that uh, that mental. You have to have awareness that your mind can create disease, it can create sickness, it can create perfect health, it can create anything and everything and does create anything and everything all the time. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And don't get me wrong. There is a few, um, I wouldn't say crutches, but a few, uh, assistances that you can take on board. Like, um, I started, I actually started researching the Phoenix tears thing that you told me about a couple of months ago. Oh yes. Yeah. The, the yeah. uh, mirror, the conduced or condensed marijuana thing. Yeah. Um, it was really good for my stomach. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I have ulcerative colitis. So, oh, really? Yeah, but I don't take any medication for it because, well, let's be honest, that kind of stuff is really, like, the medication they give you is really bad anyway. Oh, super bad. Oh, man. Um, so, it's, like, I, actually, everyone that knows me kind of knows this, and I've kind of accepted it as is just because it's fun to me, and I've kind of, like, reframed it in a positive mindset. But, like, I should be on, like, six different medications right? Uh, for ulcerative colitis, ADD, dyslexia, and uh, bipolar depression. I'm on none. And they're like, why aren't you on any? I'm like, because I learned how to deal with it naturally, being a yeah. normal, happy human being. And, right. you know, just having fun with it. But, um, yeah, the Phoenix Tears stuff was just amazing. I mean, I tried it out, and I've uh, my my stomach's been feeling good. Like, I've got – I'm okay. I can eat normally. I can go out for days and not be worried about certain things happening. That's it, great. It's really cool. I mean, it's really, really cool that you're into, like, you know, you look at holistic healing as well. Like, you know, not just – I might take this medicine can make me better, but you like look at the whole being. Oh yeah, there's a whole I could the, the rabbit hole really doesn't have a bottom. So I mean, you could we could talk about that till we till the cows come home. But you know, the the, the real crux of it is that is that all disease is caused, uh, in my opinion, uh, non-expert, uneducated opinion. Uh, all disease is caused by our our own internal uh, ex willingness to accept, and um, if we're willing to accept those things or create uh, the uh, the conditions in our bodies that will allow for a disease to set in. Um, then they will it will set in i've been working with my mom my mom has ulcerative colitis and ibs and she's got a you know a ton of different conditions that she's been uh, excruciatingly suffering through uh for years and i've been helping her to live symptom free without medications by just um reframing you know reframing her mind uh, reframing her relationship and and dropping the label so that she doesn't say i have this disease and that becomes her cellular programming that she says you know i am uh, I'm perfectly healthy and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with me and there never will be anything wrong with me. Yeah. So true. Um, quick side note for that though, for, uh, cause there is some trigger foods that really kick it off. 
Yeah. If if your mother still goes through the cycles where she's like, oh, okay, this is something that's there. Um, turmeric is really good for helping out. Uh, but lettuce is really bad. Unless you like, you know, have it in a smoothie. Lettuce? Yeah. Lettuce is actually a cause for it, like to, to kick it off. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Now, she doesn't have many of the symptoms anymore. It doesn't happen. Most of the stuff is um, stress uh, related. Brought on. Yeah, yeah. It, it usually, that's actually how it starts. Because um, that's how it started with me. Uh, Interestingly, had... stress begins where? <laughs> exactly. In the mind. Mm hmm. It's it's so true. I'm, uh, I'm uh, I've got a guy right now that I'm help that I really want to get him to uh, create a actual training about this because he's amazing at what he does. He like holistically he uses holistic chiropractic like he's a chiropractor. Well, a sports masseuse with chiropractic skill and holistically heals you. Like he's sorting out my body right now. And um, his words were like I don't know if you actually knew this, but you carry all your emotional stress in your hips. And all your like mental stress in your shoulders. Go figure. I never heard that before. Yeah, like go figure. I, I had no idea about this, and then he was like, "No, no, no," because the first time we did something, I was totally fine. The second time we did something, I'd um, uh, I used to have an issue with letting go of certain things instantly. Like it would take, like it would happen to me. I wouldn't process it for about three months, and then it eventually come out. And uh, I've, you know, that used to happen to me a while ago. Um, and the last remnants of that hit me and he just sat down and he goes, okay, the first time your hips were fine. This time, what are you thinking about? I told him, he goes, okay, yeah, that's, this is all emotional stuff. Like that's why your hips are so tight. Just hmm, incredible. Interesting. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant stuff. But I do want to ask you something about business because uh, we all know yeah, that. Please. Hmm? please. Yep. So, cause like everything starts in the mind and we know that everything is created in the mind and that's something we're going to come back to because i have like a seriously fun question for you there but this next step is kind of like the how of business and we all know that focusing on something is great but how do you like what would you say would be um finding that thing that you're good at because some people haven't i mean i found out that i was good at writing when at a very young age um other people i get asked this question as well like how do i know what my passion is how do i know what I, i'm good at i'm like my only answer is try a million things and see which one you like. Um, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think here's, this, here's, I, I th I'm glad this is kind of happening. Cause I'm like, ha, huh, yes, it's just not me. This one. <laughs> no, well, see, here's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that we know what we're good at. I think that there, if we, if we're so good at it, then it becomes, we become unconsciously competent as they say. So uh, a perfect example would be if you ask me what I'm good at, I would sit there and say, I, I have no idea what I'm good at. However, if you ask my wife and my family and friends, they would probably say, Mike is good at this, is he good at this and he's good at that. So for you to try and figure out what you're good at is sometimes can be an exercise in futility because if you're really good at it and you're humble, which hopefully you are, you don't recognize how great you are at things. So what you really need to do is ask someone else who's close to you, who understands you, who, who can tell you uh, objectively what it is that you're good at or what your passions are. So if you ask 10 of your friends uh, to name five things that you're good at and five things that you're passionate at, by the time you're done, you're going to have a pretty good list. That's actually a really fun way. I'm going to be totally telling my friend to do, my friends to do that now because it makes, well, it makes more sense than try a million things and see what sticks. Far quicker. Hello, boy. 
Just, you know, say hello to me, why don't you? <laughs> He's sat on my lap right now. Nice. Yeah, I've literally come up, kind of gone down to, like, what is known as combat position, where, like, one leg is at a right angle, and the other one's just kind of, like, there, because it just works better with the mic right now. Um, and he just came up and just sat on my lap. He was like, hello. Okay, I'm going now. Got, this, he he co-pilots my podcasts with me, and this is the only time that he's been this quiet, like this quiet during. Yeah, he's he's appreciating. He's appreciating the the knowledge. He's like, it's okay. We're good with this. Everyone continue. Just be happy. So nice. ca- kind of going to the mindset of it all because uh, Course in Miracles, hands down, probably one of the greatest things you've ever sent me, and I appreciate that so much. You um, got it. What was like, what are your top five favorite audiobooks? Because um, I everyone loves books, so do I. But audiobooks like my favorite. So let's not even limit it to top five. Let's just go with. Let's forget that one. What are your favorite audiobooks? Go as many as you want. I know we'll be here for about an hour if we did this, but yeah, I'm uh, I don't see just off top of your head. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me pull it up now. <laughs> Mike's like, uh, I I gotta open up. I literally have to open up uh, Audible to get my list here. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'll be right back. That's okay. Edit out this quiet space. <laughs> oh no, we leave everything running. Like that's just the fun thing about this podcast. I don't want anyone to ever feel like we edited anything. I mean, we've said some very messed up things on this podcast before, but it's fine. Where's Chase gone? Okay, I'm gonna go grab him. Okay. I think it is, but I just need another chat. Yeah, it is. Cool. To our listeners, you've just basically had an experience of a couple of minutes of um, what I like to call random aspects of my life. Welcome to it. (laughs) Coat. Hello. Oh no, it's just basically we had a random silent moment while Mike is doing his awesome thing of answering. I got it. Answering a question of mine that's really kind of like, you had to ask that one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I have a whole, I have so many of them here, so I want to make sure I give you the right list. So, okay, I'm going to start with, uh, with the, some of the most recent ones. Um, so I recently, uh, do you want these business-related or just in general? Oh, just in general, because, like, they're the best ones. Okay, cool. So they're the one of the ones that I read recently, or listened to, whatever, uh, that I felt uh, was super, super amazing was, um, Wayne Dyer's most recent work, which was, where in the heck is it at? I like Wayne. Oh, he's so good. His 101 ways to transform your life. I used to fall asleep listening to that for like, yeah. like a couple of months at a time. I'll get back to doing that. Cause I was always quite peaceful sleeping to it. Oh, I'll bet. I can see clearly now. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I've had really good reviews on that. It's a great, great, great book. Just shows you the uh, entanglement of life and all of these things that came to pass. Just a fantastic, fantastic read. Uh, also, uh, of course, the Four Agreements, mm-hmm. which is a really good one. That's by Don Rees. Yep. Um, Salt, sugar, fat was actually really uh, eye-opening, and for different reasons, but uh, a fantastic read. What's that about? Ooh, it's about the corruption in the uh, consumer packaged goods companies. 
So basically the CPG uh, groups and how they utilize what's called a bliss point to uh, put in the perfect combination of salt, sugars, and fats into the food so that people will want to eat them all the time and how the bliss point changes throughout your years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Really, really good. And that one's by Michael Moss, Salt, Sugar, Fat by Michael Moss. Um, Culture Code by uh, Clotaire Rapale. I don't know if I'm doing that justice. was also very good. Culture Code, that's a business book, The Culture Code. Mm -hmm. uh, Wizard of Ads by Roy Williams. Good book. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the uh, Predictably Irrational by Dan Aureli was, you know, hey, it's Dan Aureli. Uh, he also has The Upside of Irrationality and The Honest Truth About Dishonesty also. Those are a trifecta of books. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. The Alchemist by Paula Coelho was fantastic. I tried going over to The Pilgrimage. Didn't really like it as much, but The Alchemist was fantastic. See, I love The Alchemist. I read... Um... The Sword of the Warrior of Light, or the Warrior of Light. Sorry, um, couldn't get into it. I've read like tried to read so many of his books. I just can't get past them. It's just like The Alchemist was your magnus opus, in my opinion. Just, yeah, The Alchemist was just it didn't get any better. It was perfect. Did you actually know that's actually based on an Arab folk tale? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, like the original story they have in there is um paulo coelho could just probably correct me on this but it's, he's done such he's done such good justice because it's like such a short story it was like very shortly written um about the boy in the desert with a dream that was literally all that the arab folktale was and he mm -hmm. expanded on it with this whole different like multitude of what goes on with different characters and he did such a great job portraying it that it became a bestseller awesome yeah that was a really good one. I really enjoyed The Alchemist a lot. Uh, let me see if there's any others in here. Did you read Brendan Bouchard's Life's Golden Ticket? Nope. Oh, man. That, that is a book that I think you'll thoroughly enjoy. Really? Yeah. Um, it, was, it was the first thing I actually had in contact with Brendan before he brought out Experts Academy. Mm -hmm. um, it's strange because like, at the time, um, I was going through a bit of a catharsis, so to say, like me and my dad. Mm -hmm. um, and I, a friend of mine literally just recommended it to me the week before Experts Academy came out, like literally the week before, and I didn't know who he was. And in that one week, I went from not knowing who he was to having his book to seeing Experts Academy come out literally within eight days. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, I reached out to him, which was really nice. And he like messaged me back and stuff, which is really, really good. But the book is written in a narrative where you are the main character, um, and it's just a story of forgiveness and letting go. So it's, really? it's a really good book. Huh. Good. Oh, that's awesome. I'll have to check it out. I had not read it. Actually, I hadn't read any of his books, um, but uh, I've gone to some of his courses. Or his, uh, I actually went to one of his things, and I know him uh, personally. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not many people that I don't think Mike Hill doesn't know. <laughs> I just get lucky, man. Right place, right time, like a lot. <laughs> it's always my, following my instincts. Exactly. Always the best way to go. I mean, again, us meeting, that was not chance. And uh, chance, chance is for people who don't believe in following what their gut tells them to do. Definitely. I love one of Einstein's quotes, which is, uh, God does not play with dice. Nice. I, I love that quote. He's got so many. He's got like 30 really good quotes that someone posted online. Um, I was like, man, I love these. I want to get them turned into a poster. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, huh? 
Mm. Oh, uh, other books that I would recommend for anyone listening to this, and again for Mike, because I don't know if he has listened to them, because they're just br brilliant. Uh, every book written by Robert Greene. Hmm. So, um, The 33 Strategies of War, The 48 Laws of Power, The Art of Seduction, which is actually not so much about seducing people, but realistically understanding. Um, he, he picked that title more out of like being facetious, I guess, more than anything yeah. else. But um, he was, I probably use that word completely in the wrong aspect, knowing me, but still, it'll be quite fun to have that in post-edit. Um, <laughs> But uh, Robert actually spoke about that book in the sense that it was all about influence and understanding your influence or influence personality type because, you know, influence, seduction, manipulation, deception, all range from the same basic area. It's how you use them that matters and why they're given different names. Um, same with Love and Hate, surprisingly, comes from the same gene pool. But I'm going off track. They're really good books to read. Uh, the 50th Law, which surprisingly many entrepreneurs shunned. Um, because it was written by 50 Cent. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I've, I've, I've had a big gripe with people that say that. And again, if you're one of the listeners that say, that, I'm not reading that book because it was written by him, let me paint you guys a picture. Who else do you know that 15 years ago uh, was shot nine times on the verge of a big break, went back, came back out with an amazing like um, street album because that's all he did was he released mixtapes after being dropped by Columbia, to today being worth as much as he is. And of course, owning a part of Coca-Cola's vitamin water range and several real estate properties and all the other stuff in between. Wow, well, yeah, well, I think that a lot of times what will happen for, for your listeners or folks who have problems with anyone's uh, specific path or past is that we forget that things are different for every single one of us. You know, life is unique to us and us specifically, even though we have similar threads that bind us, we can't know or ever imagine what it was like to grow up in someone else's circumstances when they're all so unique to that person. And in the case of 50 Cent, I don't know what his story is. I don't know anything about the man, but I can tell you one thing. Um, he didn't make any excuses, that's for damn sure. And he pushed to the point where he got done what he needed to get done. Now, do I agree with his methodology? I don't know. I haven't read his book. I'd have to read it to know. There's no way you can um, pass judgment on the techniques that he's suggesting unless you read what those techniques are. Now, I'm not saying that I would uh, implement them because, I, again, I don't know what they are, but I would not stop reading his book simply because I don't like his style of music or uh, because of the way that he was raised or where he was raised you know those things yeah. shouldn't have a bearing on my uh, ability to read or uh, decide for myself after reading his material and then those those decisions are only the right decisions for me if yeah. someone else is in his position there's we talk about this all the time. I we when we used to fly a lot to New York, I used to we used to call it the you know the New York uh, factor, which is people the people who we meet as we go through the streets of New York are much more brash and and hard, uh, you know, hardened, if you will. And uh, what we find is that depending upon where someone is raised, they have a different level of hardness to them. Well, they needed that level of hardness to be able to stay alive, to cope. Um, to fault them for having that would be like faulting you for being too weak. You know, you just you can't you can't do that. Yep, it's it's insane. It's it is insane by definition, in my opinion, for for having that. But just to give you a quick little side note, because it's one of my favorite stories to tell, and it's a huge place that I draw inspiration is actually from 
50 Cent story, but the 50th law is all about fearlessness. Um, basically being able to act in spite of fear. Nice. Yeah, and that's all it is. And that's actually what he credits all of his success to, is being able to say, I grew up in a really rough neighborhood. I went through all these challenges as a young man. But the only reason I got to where I am today is because I had, you know, I had to act out of, it was either be fearful and stay where I am or act, risk it and see what happens. And I did that every time and this is what happened. So I want you to encourage you to basically go out there and take chances. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's a really inspirational book, um, but it's brilliant. But now my other question is, when are you releasing a book? Because seriously, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for a while now, man. Unless this is a secret project, which is like one part of like many parts of Mike's crazy secret project. Yeah, the 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 the, uh, the project does involve a, a number of different um, a number of different books. So I'm actually meeting with someone this week who's going to help me piece it all together. And in fact, I've, I'm contemplating flying out to Hawaii in June for Wayne's uh, book thing. Wayne is doing a uh, a book writing seminar in Hawaii, and I've been thinking, man, maybe I should go out there for that. Uh, Dyer or yeah, Wayne Dyer. Sorry, uh, I was going to say it could be a different Wayne. Just to, just to be certain here. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, no, no, wait, Wayne Dyer. See, that's the thing. When that book comes out, two things are going to happen. That's for sure. One, everyone that's listening to this podcast now, and when the books do come out, will be getting an email from me saying this is an amazing book. And two, I will only be able to say that because I would have actually got a signed copy from Mike and read it through like six or seven <laughs> times. Yeah, seriously, right? Yeah, and it, I don't mean like Mike would send it to me as a signed copy. Mike would have me at his house. Like I would just <laughs> knock on his door like, is it here yet? Okay, no. Is it here yet? Okay, no. Is it here? Yes. Can I have a signed copy? Sure. Here you go. Yay. <laughs> just get a photo with him when it happens. That'd be awesome, man. I'm with a little bit of a selfie whore. It happens. And by that point... <laughs> Oh man, I got called a hipster like for the last two weeks. I've been called a hipster like nonstop, and I had no idea why. Uh, and then an ex of mine literally told me, "She goes, no, it's just you. It's called being normal. Um, just everyone thinks that's what's going on right now. That's that's your reality." I was like, "Yay, fun times and being quirky and stuff." Oh, and well, uh, as a side message, tell people to not feel so intimidated by your free expression. You know, people will label others when it helps them to not have to face those things that they wish they could express in themselves. You know, exactly. And one of the things that I absolutely love about what Bond Halbert recently did uh, was on his Facebook status saying that he loved his son. Oh, nice. Because um, Gary was the one that started that off in for like. In Bond's family, and he was he actually spoke about that on the podcast, um, and it's true. If you're a dad right now or a mom, just tell your kids that you love them because trust me, it, it means a lot to them. It really does. Like for every ass whooping they got, an "I love you" counts like a hundred to one. Trust me, I know my mom beat my ass sometimes when I was out like outlined, but I love her for it. <laughs> and I say That's that awesome. joke. I say that jokingly because me and my mom have a great relationship, and we always do. Oh man, but yeah. Um, Dude, okay, cool. So I'm going to quickly go ahead and give you, um, I know we're kind of dwindling down to the time, and uh, there's something that I love to do with every single guest that's on here, and that is basically get three tips, so to say, for um, the audience members that are going through like either a struggle, like I'd say the intermediate marketing phase, you know, where they're like, I'm not a complete beginner, I'm making some money, but it's nowhere near what I want. How do I get from here to there? 
And um, I'd love to hear what your three thoughts could be. It could be as simple as mindset. It could be as simple as, well, we've got two of them already, mindset and focus, which you can right. expand on. But um, floor's yours, so, my what are, what are So they're, they're already in business and they've got some things going, but things aren't really working out well? Yeah. Or they're not expanding the way that they want them to? Yes. Okay, so um, two key things. Number one, if things aren't moving the way that you want them to, there's a, there's usually a few reasons that I found. Now, mind you, we haven't talked about this yet, but um, the, a lot of my work for a great number of years was in consulting high-level businesses. They fly out to my place here and pay a crap load of money for me to do a, an analysis of their, their business and their own personal psychology. Um, and I have found time and again that the reason why their businesses get stuck are usually uh, a fewfold, um, but the first reason is usually because they are in, um, well, out of would be the proper term. They're out of alignment with their goals. The, the what they want for their business life and what they want for their personal life are not the same. So if they're sitting there, or if you're sitting here and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I really want this to be successful. And I want to build this huge company, but I want to sit on the beach." That is, uh, that may be in your mind's eye an oxymoron. They may not be conducive. They may not be one and the same. So if at sub level you are not uh, in a full agreement on what you really want for your life and what you want for your business and you don't see the two of them fitting in to with one another, you are going to sabotage your success at multiple levels. So you'll sabotage it at the conscious level or if you're not sabotaging it at the conscious level, you'll sabotage it at the subconscious level. One example of this again would be if you want to uh, become exceptionally wealthy, however, you have been taught as a child that you uh, that wealth is evil and that you think you're going to become an evil person when you become wealthy, you have a, a lack of alignment between your personal outcome that you want for your life and your business outcome that you want for your business, right? So those two need to be in alignment. Or if you say, you know what, I want to I want to build this big company so I can spend more time with my kids. Well, that's the stupidest shit anybody's ever said. <laughs> you know, you, you can't, and they're going to sit there and they're going to think in the back of their head, oh my gosh, I, I know this is not true. I know that if I start doing more, working more, I'm not going to be able to spend more time with my children. So step one, get your stuff in alignment. Figure out what you really, really want for your life and then build a business that supports that life that you want. I know you've heard that repetitively. However, the reason you hear it repetitively is because it's true. And if you're not taking action on it, then the only person to blame for your lack of success is you. So that's pretty much the big one. The second one is you're doing stuff you're not supposed to do. If for some reason you were hitting a brick wall and building your business, you're probably working on a business that you're not supposed to be working on. Now, whether or not you believe that we're all here for purposes is uh, beside the point. You may, let's just say you don't believe in that. You don't believe that there's a higher calling for yourself and you don't believe that there's some reason that you were put here on this planet. Okay, wonderful. Maybe you're working in a business that is not your true calling, meaning uh, you're not very good at it. So you're sitting around here writing relationship books, except for you're single and you're a scumbag and you shouldn't be writing relationship books because you're not, you know, you're not really... You don't have a relationship and you suck at relationships. So what the hell are you doing writing relationship books, right? <laughs> so, and that's just an extreme example, but it's true. It's a true extreme example. So ask yourself, am I in alignment on what I should be doing with my life? So, you know, you, whatever it is that you're doing right now that's giving you limited success, first ask yourself, 
is it limited because I truly at some level want it limited? Or is it limited because it's something I shouldn't be doing? And usually if you remove either of those two things, success just finds a way of finding you. You'll find all the right people. You'll be in the right places. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've just coincidentally been in the right place at the right time. And I know that even though this last 10 years I haven't been focused on what I need, what I should have been doing for myself, for my own business, I know that I needed – this is going to sound really stupid, but I'll go I needed to not be focused because I've learned so much and made so many perfect connections in the last year that have taken me to the point where now, man – when this releases, I know I'm going to change the world. I don't even, it's not a question of if I'm going to change the world. I know for a fact I'm going to change the world because I have all of the top key influencers right underneath my wings right now and I'm, and I'm helping them to help their people. And so when I'm ready to release, all of that will be ready. So don't beat yourself up if you've been doing that and you're out of alignment and you need to get into alignment. Just whenever you're ready, step into that alignment and don't hold yourself, you know, again, you can't beat yourself up if you're not getting there you'll get there in time or hopefully you'll get there now you know does that make yeah. sense to you yeah i mean there's something that i like to say which is time is an time is an illusion true entirely i mean it took me a while to get this because um by the way if you're an entrepreneur under the age of 25 right now and you're absolutely doing great for yourself i congratulate you but for every entrepreneur out there that is under 25 that isn't doing this great uh, or as great as they think they are, A, listen to what Mike just said twice over and write it down, then basically if you can get a tattoo, get a tattoo of it and just read it every single day because it, it's probably the most truest thing you're going to learn and understand and read uh, and figure out because it took me seven years to get to that point to understand what I was doing and I'm still figuring that shit out. It's so much fun. But the other We thing never is, really know. <laughs> you never will. I mean, that's the joy of life or the cruelty of life. I find humor in everything, so I go with joy. Um, but yeah, oh my god, dude, there's so much crazy good times, and I'm really looking forward to when you release this thing. I really am. Thanks, because, man. Uh, it's, I'm not even kidding. I am flying out to your house to get a signed copy. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. I'll come to London. I need an excuse to come to London. I haven't been there in over a decade. Oh, dude, you should definitely come. Like, if it's just, is it going to be just you or is it going to be the family as well? Oh, uh, the family. They, I go everywhere with the family. I won't leave That's the house. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to fly on your own, I was like, you can crash at my place because it's, like it's a one-bedroom flat. I don't mind. But if it's the family, I'm like, it's going to get really cramped really quickly, but you guys can come hang out <laughs> yeah. whenever you want. You know, uh, we'll, that's we'll, nice of you, buddy. We'll we'll, we'll we'll get it worked out. All good. Yeah, I'll just get Chase to babysit the kids for a while. Just take and play with him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just Don't I, kill him, Chase. I can just actually imagine him just sitting there kind of going, Okay, children, or just meowing at them like meow, children, meow, 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 which means, okay, sit down and play games. <laughs> That's pretty much him. But, oh, man, I'm actually, a uh, fun side note is uh, I'm actually contemplating at some point because I get, like, millions of ideas, and if anyone's listening to this and you get the amount of ideas I do, get an idea book because they're fun to have because you'll read stuff, like, five years down the line and go, that was actually a really good idea. Should I execute that on now or that was a really bad idea. What was I thinking? And look at how I've evolved since then. And I'm still going through that metamorphosis of of, um, of phases. But my personal favorite one is starting a web series uh, called Sir Pounce, which is Chase's nickname. And um, the nickname that I was given was the Pouty Prince, because apparently I pout with my lips together, but I don't really. It's just the way my face looks. So the Pouty Prince and Sir Pounce, the excellent adventures just randomly nice. traveling the world as a web series doing nothing more than that. But just goodness. taking the cat around everywhere. Pretty much. They had a Mike Tyson mystery series. 
which was amazing by the way if you haven't seen it just if you get a few moments just watch that people it's it you will laugh for a good 10 minutes nice just brilliant hey i want to mention one last thing before i head out here and uh, you mentioned something i think is exceptionally important and that was um ideas there's a podcast uh, that uh, James Altucher does, and uh, in one of the podcasts, he was talking about um, idea muscle. He calls it the idea muscle, and he says that uh, that he likes to, um, whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but uh, he says that he likes to come up with 10 new ideas every single day, and he does not limit his ideas ever, that uh, it may be a... Uh, tuna fish powered jacket or something I'm bastardizing this but maybe a tuna fish powered jacket that uh, takes you across the sea you know he doesn't care what it is but the intent of the exercise is every day to come up with 10 new ideas in his idea book so that he can exercise creating the new neural synapsial pathways for idea creation because as you uh, may or may not know divergent thinking uh, which is your ability to come up with new and creative inventive ideas and ways to use things and ways to uh, solve problems uh, reduces over time. It start, we start out with a high divergent level as children and then it actually through schooling and training, uh, you know, conditioning if you will of us in society, we actually lose that diversion thinking capability. And uh, James' uh, suggestion was that if you create your uh, idea book and you use this idea book every single day that you can begin to come up with uh, and become a idea creating machine uh, for when you really need it the most in your business. Uh, even though the ideas may sound zany, um, just go crazy and uh, when you need it the most you'll have that ability to truly get divergent. Oh wow, that's, that's pretty awesome and a really good, wow brain is kind of blown because I, I heard about that but I've never actually kind of gone ahead and done it. Uh, yeah, just Google since... Idea Muscle and you'll see the link in there for James's uh, 2012 uh, blog post it looks like how to how to become an idea machine uh, by James Altucher A-L-T-U-C-H-E-R. He's a pretty uh, he's a pretty uh, pretty interesting guy <laughs> to say the least but uh, but you'd like him a lot I'm sure. Oh I do I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a year now. I mean, the only other guy that I've been, like, this adamant about is uh, Chris McCombs. Mm, okay. Oh, man. Chris is just, like, uh, he's, um, he's he goes through phases, bless him, but he's uh, he's a real cool dude. And I'm, like, because I'm, I'm going to California this year, hopefully. Uh, well, I say hopefully. Once my passport gets back, I'll be flying out to, the, to California to hang out with uh, Marie Gray. He was, like, yeah, okay. I was, like, dude, if I don't, if we don't do a podcast, I'm going to come to your house and stalk you. And he was, like, no, you're not. I'm, like, I know where you live because it's on the emails. And he goes, okay, but... We'll just hang out then. I was like, that's cool. I'm fine with that. Let's, let's do that. But James Altish is a pretty cool guy. And um, guys, if you haven't read this book, uh, Choose Yourself, I think it's called. Great book. Really good audio book to listen to. But Mike, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate this. I'm sorry that um, we started late as well. My deepest, uh, sincerest apologies to that. Uh, no, all good, buddy. You over-delivered as always, my friend. Um, guys, check out Mike's uh, Mike's site, which was Media Buying Association. Uh, MediaBuyerAssociation.com. It's uh, myself and Charles Kirkland have put together uh, how to be a professional media buyer for your own business or an agency or whatever you need. Since I'm uh, done in the space, I'm more than happy to to throw out every single thing without filter, <laughs> which is amazing, and I love that. All right, guys. Um, as always, thanks again, Mike, for being here, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Adelaide Marcy Unplugged. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Bye.